0: him Grand Rising, everyone. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. I want to welcome you to a wonderful Wednesday. I'm so excited because I got Miss Cheryl Haskins in the building. We're going to be talking all about this major quilt that's going to be making its debut really soon um, and the work of this amazing quilters group that she's a part of bringing back some history and legacy when it comes to quilting. I'm excited to dive into it. I've only just learned about this like in the last few years. So trust me, I got lots of questions. But of course, you know, it is the top of the show. So it's a great time to tag and share the stream. Please, Tag and share this stream, y'all, with folks who you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you can't watch our TV show, we definitely have you covered because you can listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple Music. All of the podcast platforms. Go ahead and search for us, and you will find us there. Well, before I get into it Miss, with Miss Cheryl today, I, I'm, I'm elated because I want to talk about us bringing back a lot of traditions that were once before. Right? They maybe were before our time, maybe in our great grandparents' era, maybe our grandparents. But the ideas that we can continue legacy is so key to certain ways that we get to now see ourselves as part of the solution. And y'all know that's a big deal for me because when we are bringing back some of these traditions and really rooting them in the everyday experiences of our youth, you know, the ones that we're around, whether we have kids, you know, nieces and nephews, cousins, um, people, young people if we're guardians, whatever it is, when you start to really bring back these opportunities for young folks to experience as a daily part of their lives, you are continuing legacy in a way that is so impactful because it then becomes normalized again. And that's something that I love being able to talk about. You know, a long time ago, I was able to really have some dope discussions with some folks in the trades, in the field of trades, And the idea is that, uh, you know, working with our hands, particularly in the Black community was something that we really saw when we saw the rise of all of the amazing Black towns in the roaring 20s. (laughs) Y'all have heard me talk about this era a lot because it's really a part of my heart where I realized that. We built our own homes, schools, grocery stores. Uh, We literally built our neighborhoods. And it was really a testament to all of the hard work that they had been putting in and had understood as a part of what we brought, not only to this country, but also the things that we were doing before we were brought over here, right? But at the end of the day, there was also natives who were of this land that were doing that work as well. So the idea is that, you know, in in our, a lot of our cultures, if we go back, many of us have this history, rich history Of working with our hands, toiling the soil with farming, building in terms of construction, you know, understanding where to find oil, where to find water, how to deal with the land. That was a part of it. So I'm loving that I get to talk to Ms. Cheryl today about quilting because quilting was one of those things that was passed down from generation to generation in terms of storytelling. Now, y'all know me. I am definitely a storyteller. So I'm excited that I get to spend this entire episode to talk to Miss Cheryl. I'm not going to do anything after this short break, but ask her great questions that can inform us all. Y'all don't want to miss this because up next, Miss Cheryl Haskins is joining us. And we're going to be talking all about her quilting group and this amazing quilt that is apparently very big and is going to be huge and be put out here right here in the Seattle area very soon. I can't wait to talk to her all about it. Y'all stay tuned after this short
1: break. You're watching the day with Trey. Prosperity in black America. What will this require? Is black business prospering? Are we reaching women and minority owned businesses? How do we achieve earning parity for wealth for our families? Do our children really have access to education? Will our families have choices for our children Prison pipelines, mass incarceration, tearing our families apart, a healthcare system not accessible to the masses, the disproportionate termination of Black women from corporate America. When will we actually begin to address what's really at play? How do Black people gain more power to help make these changes? This requires a lot of political will and courage. I'm that provocateur of change. I am Cindy Bright. Welcome to Heartbeat. Hades Town is the Tony and Grammy Award-winning best
0: musical. It's an epic celebration of music,
1: togetherness, and hope. A Broadway musical like no other. This is as good as it gets. Town. Playing the Paramount Theater October 31st to November 5th. Tickets at sdgpresents.org. Get ready for a night of solid gold with The
0: Temptations. The don't me, and The Four Tops. Same night, same stage. The Temptations and The Four Tops together live. Welcome back, everyone, to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Joining me right now is Miss Cheryl Haskins. Hi, Cheryl. Hi good to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad we were able to make this happen. And, you know, from my intro, you can tell I'm excited about yes. this topic because it goes back to me to so many different things in terms of re- reminding ourselves of some of the great traditions that oftentimes have been lost. I would love to start talking about your beginnings with quilting. Tell us some of those beginnings that, that, that got you into this and got you to continue it.
2: Well, I started out in school I had a teacher, African-American teacher in the seventh grade in middle school who they didn't offer sewing. So she decided to offer an school class. And that's when I learned how to sew. And so that was my initial introduction to sewing. And so I started talking to my mom about it. And I go, mom, how come you don't sew? She goes, oh, I had to sew all the time. And then she started telling me about her mom and her grandmother always making everything, making their clothing, making quilts. And of course, we all have one, all of us kids have one that our great grand her grandmother. that my great, great grandmother mm-hmm. made. And I looked at it and I thought, I want to do this. And so I just started on my own kind of doing that. But once I, a few years later, once I got married and had kids, I wanted to make quilts for all my kids. So I was a pretty basic quilter. I used what I call now ugly fabrics, but <laughs> calicos. I was very traditional, you know, made just patterns, half square triangles, squares, rectangles, and then quilting What grew for me in such a big way when I was introduced to a Pacific Northwest African-American quilting group, it just blew my mind to be around other black women of varying ages, some older, some my peers, some younger, who were really skilled at putting colors together, at combining things I never thought went together. It was amazing. And working with African fabrics, that was something I wanted to do and was scared to death because you know how vibrant. African fabrics are and I said I want to learn this and that's really when my quilting grew and that was 20 years ago.
0: Wow well see this is this is something that it's like you're talking about a Pacific Northwest African-American quilting group. Mm-hmm. No one would really know about this. How did you run into this group? How did you get connected with them?
2: I was looking, I was off from work. My late husband said, hey, why don't you take six months off? I was like, how about I take a year off? But anyway, I was off from work. And so I was looking for some sewing things to get into. And so I just was Googling sewing classes. And there was this African, working with African fabrics class being presented at Pacific Fabrics, I think it was. And so I went to it. And you know, it's how small the world is. The woman that was the instructor Her son was someone who interviewed me when I got my first job at Bank of America. And it's because probably because he was black and I was black. I'm sorry. And so (laughs) she she was an amazing teacher. I completed my whole quilt top during the class, you know, much to the dismay of most of the other ladies there. They're like, oh, you're one of those. You know, I go, yes, this is so fun. But it was my first time working with African. I wish I had brought the quilt because it's my first time working with African fabrics. And to me, that quilt is so special because it was my first time. And from that point, she said, well, we have this group we just started a couple of years ago, and there were seven ladies in it, all from the Seattle area, and they invited me to become a part, and that's how I found out about it, and it's grown grown from there. Well, it's beautiful because, you know, this is
0: something that was such a rich part of our history. Uh, Tell us about your understandings of that history and how y'all understand that you're continuing this legacy in terms of storytelling and the ways that we would utilize quilts to really make sure that the next generation were understanding some of the stories of the lived experience of those before them.
2: I would say every quilt, um, in the African-American community has a story or a purpose behind it and they're made for different reasons right and we learned a lot I've learned a lot just since being a part of the group about the tradition of quilting within the African-American community within the slave community. And quilts back then were utilitarian, you know, primarily to keep warm, made out of old clothing. And then we know about the Underground Railroad and how quilts were used there. And we've had an exhibit in the past where we all did different Underground Railroad quilts. And so there's a whole story behind that, which I encourage people just Google it. It's all there. And then the other piece is legacy quilts. And that's something we also get into, you know, mar- when people get married, doing a double wedding ring quilt, or, you know, a housewarming quilt, or a new baby's born, or a big birthday. Our group has a tradition on major birthdays, <laughs> we have a debate about this all the time, like your 40th, 50th, 60th, and et cetera, that we do a group quilt. The quilt, the group gets together, we figure out, you know, what we're going to do for that particular person, and then we all contribute blocks. And then I'm usually on the team of assembling and finishing and I do blocks, but I usually get that part of the job, which I love. And we give those as like legacy gifts to each other. And so all of my kids have quilts from when they were first all my grandkids, all my friends' kids. Also, 25th birthday, like my daughter, I made her a quilt for her 25th birthday to commemorate that. My grandson, 18th birthday, you know, all of that. I'm working on one for my granddaughter, 16th birthday. So that's a part of the, the tradition as well. And so when you see um, people that have older quilts, there's usually a huge meaning behind that. And now with technology, we can capture photos in quilts. And so, like for my granddaughter's 16th birthday, there's a picture of her for every year of her life that's put into the quilt so she can see herself and then things that she said at different points in her life. And it's made with her favorite colors, which are purple and pink and et cetera. So, there's a lot that you can express through quilting. And I'll just share one last thing. I went through a really emotional season and someone really really close to me really hurt me and i made a quilt and the quilt was called from heartbreak to healing and it was hearts that i had on the quilt there was nine of them first one lovely heart beautiful last one lovely heart beautiful but in between showed the pain you know what the heart went through and then the restoration process and that quilt I ended up submitting to a national show and it traveled for like a year in a national show. So quilting for me has been a way to express myself. You know, I tend to be, a, I'm a business background person, so that's very logical and systematic, but quilting is a way for me to express my more creative side. So.
0: Oh, my goodness. I mean, the the stories that you can put in a quilt. Yes. Kudos to you for understanding like, yo, I can do this. And that it traveled was probably transformational for everyone that came across that yes. quilt from heartbreak to healing. That's a beautiful story in and of itself. And I love how, you know, what y'all are doing now is really tying back to, again, that legacy of those who were enslaved and how they were putting messages in the quilts. I mean, I just always think about the innovation of people and especially our people. I I always go back to like black culture and the innovation um, that really came about from like sure ingenuity of like, hey, we're going to take these scraps, these old clothes. We're going to make them useful. Right. Sometimes it is. And this is what I try to tell my kids now, especially in this digitized world. I'm like, yo, I'm telling you, when you think about those who can survive, y'all need to start really putting some of these electronics down find a way to work with your hands so yes. that you can be a survivor. But I love that you uh, you all are getting together and you get to commemorate these amazing milestones with the quilts. Uh, now, now, y'all have done a big project here. I want to talk about this because y'all have done a really big quilt that's going to be unveiling soon. Tell us more about this.
2: Before I do, I want to tell you about a project we did with Rainier Beach High School.
0: Mm-hmm. We,
2: um, during the whole, um, I'll say prior to the pandemic. Just right before that, there was a lot going on on a national basis with police and different things going on. And so the art teacher invited us to come. And I was with three ladies that went to the school and encouraged the kids to um, create quilt blocks around how they were feeling. We ended up putting that together in the school colors of Rainier Beach, which are orange and blue, I believe, orange, blue, and white. And that quilt they have, we You know, donate it to them. But that quilt was such a wonderful project to work with the students and uh, let them have a way to express themselves. And then now the school has this commemorative quilt from a time, a season when there was a lot of turmoil going on. But the kids did amazing things. Their art was incredible. Um, Some of them drew on fabric. Others actually created blocks that we assembled for them. So that was a cool project. I just want to mention that. Um, But our quilt that we're doing is going to be. See, it's finished. Yay! That's the best corralling a group of women together who love to sew and are all creative and all leaders to do a collaborative project is really uh, challenging. But every time we've done it, we've always been so grateful and so thankful and so blessed in the process. So we um, took this project on and we had to somehow um, encapsulate the African-American contribution to the central area, because where this building is going up is in the central area. And so many of us have been displaced from there, right? And so they wanted to make sure that artists that represented the area could participate in this project. And it's going to be on permanent display. So our quilt depicts um, a table that has a quilt on top of it. And every block on the quilt represents a business or individual or a family that was prominent in the central area. The people around the table are people that actually would be well-known people in the central area. And then we also, because you can't put all the people on the table, around the table, we embroidered names of businesses and individuals that contributed to the building of Seattle. And on each cornerstone of the quilt are the major faith um, institutions from the central area. So it's all done, it's completed. And it's about 90 by 102 inches, so it's big, and so it'll be displayed there. And it, the the best part of it was gathering together when we could as a group and working on it because that's when the communication happens. That's when you're you're doing the the learning from each other, and not about quilting, by the way, but about life. And that's I think we're missing. And and I hope that we can get more younger women into the group. I used to be the youngest, but younger women into the group so they can have that experience with us because that's part of it too. That's part of what quilting is about.
0: Wow, and where is this quilt gonna be up?
2: The building is going up on 12th and Yesler okay. in that area. And so. Wow. wow. Well, it looks like we're going
0: to be looking for that grand opening of this amazing building on 12th and Yesler so we can see this quilt. But for now, people can actually go to Art Noir. Yes. Y'all have a whole exhibit there of quilts that come from your group. Um, and so I'm excited because that's also going to be up until January. So people have plenty of time to get there and actually see some of the work um, maybe before and after this building goes up. But. But I love how you're talking about opening this up. Of course, before I let you go, Miss Cheryl, I gotta give you time to, to
2: look right there. Let them know how, if somebody out there wants to be a part of this group, how do they get plugged in? The best way to contact us is through Facebook. We have a Facebook page that's called Pacific Northwest, African American Quilters, and just send us a message through there. I'm one of the people that monitors the page, and then we get you the information on when we meet. Actually, we're meeting this coming Monday. We meet the second Monday of every month, except during the summer. And we have have other additional meetings that we have. We have a lot of exhibits coming up. So Art Noir is coming up. We have one, the School of Social Work at the University of Washington um, is going to be displaying some of our quilts for a couple months towards, I think it's November and December. We have one coming up next year at the Washington State History Museum. So we're involved and you can be involved with us. So I hope that you will contact us.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for your work and for coming here today to enlighten us all.
2: You're welcome. Thank you, Trey.
0: Absolutely. Wow, y'all. I told you, I get a little giddy about this because anytime we are bringing back these amazing traditions in ways that continue to allow us to do storytelling in all of these creative ways. I'm just a geek for that, y'all. So I'm going to wrap it all up right after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey.
1: Hello, it's Marcus Trufant here. And for the month of October, Burger Master and the Trufant Family Foundation are coming together. The Trufant Jalapeno Burger is great. It's going down, and a portion of each burger sold is going right back to the community.
0: Ah. Go hard! <laughs> Let's make it happen. The new COVID-19 updated booster provides the best protection available right now. So don't wait. Stay safe this summer and get your updated booster today. To find a free vaccine provider near you, go to kingcounty.gov forward slash vaccine. Welcome back everyone to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. I wanna thank my guest, Ms. Cheryl Haskins for being here with me today and going over not only the quilting group that she's a part of, but really tying it back to the history of quilting. It was so great for me to be able to get some of that understanding from someone who's dedicated now so many years to quilting, but also showcasing that this is a, an amazing creative form that is still thriving to this day. You know, not only can you go right now, to Art Noir and look at some of these amazing quilts in the quilting exhibit. But it's soon to be, you're going to be able to see it right there on 12th and Yesler. So make sure that y'all find your ways to get creative. I mean, being a part of a group that can do something together, produce something together, share stories, enlighten each other, you know, share life together is so amazing. And that is really what it is to be a part of community. Y'all know I was inspired by what she shared today. I want y'all to be inspired. you too can find your way to see yourself as a part of the solution as miss cheryl has and for me y'all until tomorrow at 11 a.m peace